right, I'm Shane Hewitt. Blaine Kylo is here. Hey, Blaine. Hey, you know, uh, before we get into things, that's the first time I've heard the new show open, and it's really good. Isn't it hot? Way to go, man. Yeah. yeah, it is. I really, I really like it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Technological world, here we are. Blaine Kylo, we got a couple of text messages. We were talking about phone plans and stuff like that. Data plans in Alberta. Uh, this text came in from Patrick. He says, tell us 70 bucks, 20 gigs, Rogers, 75 bucks, 20 gigs. Uh, if you're paying more than that, call your service provider. I save 25 bucks a month and double my data from 10 to 20. Be prepared to spend at least an hour on the phone, but it's worth it, says Patrick. So yeah, call and, uh, call and be the squeaky wheel, man. They will give you everything, especially in uh, today's world. I got one question here for you, Blainer. It was um, Nick from Winnipeg. I don't even know what this is, so I'm just going to read it. A, a question for Mr. Lord Blaine K. Does he have any insider info about Elden Ring? Whoa, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'm so uh, that could be a typo because quite often talk to text is uh, is a thing. Now, hey, Ryan, do you, uh, can you give us a little heads up? Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what that is. So, okay, so Blaine Kylo, you know, this is Ryan O'Donnell, by the way. He's the new guy. Oh, yeah, right. Hi. Hey, new guy. <laughs> Blaine, it's nice to meet you, my friend. Yeah, you too. I'm okay, I just, to, I, just, uh, I just did a quick Google search, and I think I know what you're talking about now. All right, so, Ryan, give us, give us yeah, the 10-second the, the the summary, and then we'll let Blaine take it from there. Yeah, basically, the Dark Souls video game, one of the most popular uh, RPG-style video games in the world right now, they are starting a new series. They put out a really eerie teaser a couple years ago and we've heard literally nothing on the game since so i can understand why they want some insider information from you blaine okay there yeah you go. and Later. i've got to say i i know nothing about this um it was apparently announced at e3 last year 2019 which is like the last year that we actually had an e3 um and it is. It's from From Software, who is the creator of Dark Souls. And even more interestingly, apparently George R. R. Martin, the um, Song of Ice and Fire books, uh, is writing this thing. We know nothing. I've got nothing else other than that, except uh, it presumably exists. Uh, but there's been no <laughs> announcement about any dates or anything like that. So... No All news. Right. No news. Uh, but there we go. So it's so suspicious and nefarious. Uh, it's like mysterious. It's uh, it's that strange. Okay. Technological world. Blaine Kylo. I've seen the Jabra headphones around. I'm assuming I'm saying it right. Um, I've seen them around. Always been kind of curious. They look kind of slick, but they're atop of the list of the technological world today. Yeah, I've been trying lots of different wireless earbuds, um, especially over the past year. And uh, the Jabra Elite 85T wireless earbuds um, were handed off to me last week. And they are unmatched. They are absolutely amazing. They are light. Um, they the, the earbuds themselves, most of them are round, but these ones are oval which is really interesting because what they wanted to try and do was uh, a lot of the earbuds, they actually embed into your ear canal, which is great because it keeps them from falling out. And it also makes sure that ambient sound from outside doesn't get in. But one of the problems is you end up having pressure build up within the ear because nothing can balance because you've essentially got something that's plugging 
the holes into your heads. And by having an oval earbud, what Jabra has done is they've created a way for that pressure to release, which does amazing things. It means that you don't have humidity build up inside your ear, and it means that your ears don't try and push out the earbuds that are in there. So they actually stay in better because of the oval earbuds. They've got active noise cancelling, which is new to the Jabra earbuds, and you can adjust the level of noise cancelling. So if you're out walking the dog and you need to have some ambient noise come in, you can allow that in just by sliding things on the app. And they've got um, six microphones, three microphones on each earbud. And so my voice when I'm using them to talk to people comes through great. But the kicker, and this is something that the Jabras do that none of the other wireless earbuds do, you can actually have two devices connected at the same time, Jabras alone in being able to provide this functionality. So if I'm watching a movie on my iPad and I get a call on my iPhone, the playback on the iPad pauses so I can take the call, and after I've hung up the call, my iPad playback starts up again. Wow, that's amazing. That's cool. And and it does come with the app, which is usually a good way to tell if they're a high-end earpiece is if they have that control on the app. That's what I've found. Is that crazy? It's not crazy. And it's a way that you can actually have a little more discrete control over what you're using. And and you're right. Most of the higher-end headphone companies have got apps to give you that discrete control. It's beautiful. I'm going to have to look forward to them. I was looking for a new set. A new set, but I know a guy. His name's Blaine Kylo at Solocore on the Twitter. If you want to follow along or solocore.com, S O L O C O R P S. All right, Blaine, next on the list, um, Amazon's Fire TV Cube. Is that still a thing? I thought that that thing went away. No, they, they, they had an earlier version. This is the newer version. So there's a bunch of different fire tv things that you can get there are three different configurations of the fire tv stick which is just like a little thumb drive that you plug in to your tv and really the reason you're getting one of these is because you've got an older tv that doesn't have smart functionality in it and you want to be able to get streaming devices streaming services and things like that to your older tv but what they've just announced for the fire tv cube is you can actually use it now to make video calls using your television. So this is new functionality that they're bringing to the Fire TV Cube. You do need to connect a webcam. So you've got to get yourself a webcam that you can uh, clip to the top of your TV, but then you can talk to your Fire TV Cube and you can tell Alexa to make a call to anybody else who's got an Alexa device. Um, and so, you, yeah, you can have great big holiday get-togethers using the TV in your living room this this holiday season. And with Christmas looking like there's going to be a lot of video connections between multiple households, we've been talking a bit in our house, like with my folks, they're going to be probably in Didsbury. I'm going to be in uh, Airdrie. My sister's going to be in Fort McMurray. We just might turn on a couple of laptops onto a Zoom call, put them around the house and just sort of not sit and chat all day, just have the sounds of having people around to make it feel more real. So that sounds like something that would be appealing there. Yeah, because you get a bigger screen, right? So it's just a bigger presence of people being able to have it on your on your TV screen. I, I really think that that's an interesting idea. I've watched my son over the past few months, and he will 
be doing something that is does not require friends at all, but he and his best friend will still be connected over a FaceTime call on their iPads, and they're doing things completely independently, but they've got the other person there almost just so that they know that that person's there. They're not talking to each other. They're not interacting with each other, but they're still connected. Well, I can tell you, um, I'll tell you a secret. Um, my Melanie, who's in Ottawa, uh, we do that all the time for work days. Work because, you know, she works from home most days too. And we'll just turn on the laptops and connect on FaceTime and just leave them there. And sometimes you don't even talk to each other for an hour because you're just busy working away, picking up the phone calls, doing your work, whatever. But that person's just right there. It makes it feel like someone's around. And, and it just, you know, when you're sitting by at home by yourself, it's it's nice to have that extra noise in the background of someone doing stuff. Yeah, because in fact, they are around, just kind of separated. Yeah, just over there. Little, tiny, little, weird, four-inch person on a screen in the corner. That's uh, it's very good. cool. Um, video games during the pandemic must be, must be skyrocketing. My son has recently rediscovered Minecraft, and him and his buddies are playing Minecraft again at 15 years old. So, I mean, either the games, they're getting worn out of them, or everyone's getting more creative. What's happening here? Well, Minecraft is a great thing to rediscover, especially at that age. You can do so many interesting things with that sandbox. Um, Entertainment Software Association of Canada, every couple of years they do a study, and the latest study they kind of kicked into gear with just as the pandemic was happening. And they released the results last week. And what they've discovered is that 61% of Canadians say that they're playing video games and Everybody's been playing more during the pandemic. So we've got 23 million Canadians playing video games regularly, you know, more than half of the population. Um, and what's really interesting is that adults are playing on mobile devices. And a shift is that kids and teens now are playing more on consoles. And that's a shift from the last time that a study like this was done in Canada, because the kids and the teens tended to be playing on their mobile devices, but we're seeing them move more to consoles. And kids and teens are also getting more involved with streaming. So both watching others play games and also sharing their own play. And I think that might be why they're playing more on consoles, because you can't really stream mobile games in the same way they don't have the same presence so i think that there's a connection there something else i thought was really interesting is that parents who game are sharing that experience with their kids so 69 percent of parents say they play with their younger kids and 60 percent of parents who have teens are playing with their teens and that is really encouraging because i think it's so important for parents to play with their kids to explore and experiment and have conversations about things games are an incredible way to step into the shoes of a different person and a different experience and if you can question your kids about what they're doing and what they're playing and what they're experiencing in these games some really great opportunities for learning and development and just a fun time that you can share with your kids yeah yeah it sounds like even relationship building right it sounds cool absolutely yeah it is okay call of duty black ops cold war uh, has some new stuff do we have the trailer matt all yeah. right let's go is the threat real Yes, sir, we believe it is. Something big is going to happen that can shift the balance of the Cold War. 
wipe out half of Europe. It's time we took a peek behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, first of all, let's acknowledge the Blue Monday in the background. Hello. How well, amazing the, is that? That's the easiest way you can demonstrate to the world that your thing is set firmly in the 80s as this yeah, game is. absolutely. And you have one hell of a budget, clearly. Uh, tell us about Black Ops Cold War. Well, it, it opens with a digital Ronald Reagan that was the voice that you heard at the beginning of the trailer. He was U.S. president at the time. And... Black Ops Cold War, go. it's the best Call of Duty game in years, and in part it's because it's going back to the roots of what made the first Black Ops good, which was a storyline that is loosely based on um, events that happen in real life. And so this it's a fictional storyline, but it's all triggered by the siege of the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, which ended violently in early 81. And so that's what kicks everything off. And the game is called Cold War for a reason. It's set during that time. The bad guy that you're chasing is a Soviet agent, and you're chasing him starting with a flashback mission in Vietnam. You play as this cover, uh, this covert operative named Bell, and you can configure Bell any way you want. So if you want to be female or male, you can. You get to choose the backstory for that character, so you have great control over over becoming the the Bell that you want. And you're working with a team of agents operating out of a safe house where you choose missions that progress the story forward. It's got a real crackerjack sort of spy story that you can play along with. There's the multiplayer that's back. It integrates with Activision's free-to-play Call of Duty Warzone. So progression in Cold War carries over to Warzone and vice versa. And you can also use all of your Warzone progression and weapons in Black Ops' zombie mode, which has always been a big part of the Black Ops series. Blaine Kylo, Technological World, at SoloCore on Twitter and SoloCore.com. Thanks so much, Blaine. It was always nice to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again next week.